How you guys doing? Good. No one's out there. Good. All right. Yeah, how you guys doing? You guys okay? Good? Oh, good. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> in my pursuit to figure out what God was desiring us to hear today, um, I spent my, my time in devotions and, and solitude with them. I was just kind of trying to figure out, what is it, God? I kept on asking him, what is it that we need to hear today? As a student body, as, as individuals, what is it that you desire us to hear? And to my surprise, I guess to my surprise, um, he became silent. He didn't really say anything. Now, this isn't the first time he, he did that, so I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. But he just, he just kind of, you know, now's not the time. So I went on, I was like, okay, I guess he just wasn't going to tell me right now. So I went on with my day, I went on with my week. And so I started to see that in my devotions throughout the week, he kind of started to show me that, show me passages on, on what he might want me to talk on. And he, he showed me, he, he brought me to Deuteronomy. Now I was just, I was just, I, God, are you sure he, are you sure he wanted to use Deuteronomy? That's why I kept on thinking. For one thing, I haven't really studied Deuteronomy that much. It's not something that's really intrigued me that, that, that much. I'm sorry to confess that, but, but it, it, it's true. It's nothing that I really, so I'm just like, okay, well, maybe. You know, I, I, thanks, God, for that information, you know, and I'll just, you know, I'll think about it. And as the time went on, God started to use you guys. Started to show me what he was desiring for us to hear. See, it was not really the ordinary people that I talked to, maybe my friends, but it was different people that were coming to talk to me. They were kind of random. They, they talked to me here and there, but not as much. But God started to speak through them and showing a struggle that we have in our Christian walk. And I asked him, I was like, well, what is this? What is this that we have such a hard time with? And he said, well, we have a hard time seeing the blessings God has done in our life. I thought to myself, you got to be kidding me. I was like, we don't have a hard time doing that. I don't have a hard time doing that. I mean, look, we're here, we're alive. God gives us many blessings. I thought a little bit more, it's just like, they're right. You know, we are so tainted on, on seeing the blessings that are around us. I feel like this, they really stressed that this is a struggle that we have. And so I thought about more and I was just, you know, prayed to God, what is it? What is keeping us from receiving these blessings or seeing these blessings from God. And there's three things that he kind of laid on my heart and kind of showed me. And the best way that I thought, you know, maybe I should illustrate this is by using people. Because, I mean, people bless us and it's a personal relationship with God and I, we receive these, these, these blessings. So I need four people to come up here on stage. Or right, you got one. You guys don't have to say anything or act anything. It's just a little illustration. I need three more. Three more. Come on. Dilly, you want to come on over here? Of course, Dilly wants to. Now, this isn't a comedy act, Dilly, okay? All right, yeah, you can come, John. You got any more? Hey, John, hey, you're up. Come on, Dave. Dave, come on up. All right, Dave, yeah, right on. All right, good. Thanks for volunteering. Come on down here. Okay, uh, Zach is going to be the person being blessed. How do you feel about that? Pretty good. good. Okay, good. Uh, Dilly, you guys come on over here. You want to lay on the ground? You guys want? Okay, good. You guys want to lay on the ground. Okay, so you guys just lay straight out this way. Okay, wait, Dave. Oh, don't get excited. Here, come on over here, Dave. Come on over here. Step right over to them. All right, you're going to be the blessing, okay? How do you feel about that? Look happy. You're a blessing. Okay, good. Okay, you guys can spread out a little bit. Dilly, move down a little bit. Okay, good. So Zach's the one that's being blessed here. And the first thing that God really showed me, I was just kind of thinking, I was just like, what is this, God? What keeps us from this? And Zach's going to represent someone in the Christian walk. And there's a tendency in our walk when God calls us to do something. 
but it might not be so much in the time that we want to be called to do something. We don't want to be quite obedient. But we see, oh, well, God's, you know, calling me to do something. I realize that he probably has a blessing for me at the end. There's a purpose and a reason, and that's pretty intriguing. That's pretty intriguing to some of us to say, I want that blessing. We're not doing it so much. We're not doing it so much to be obedient and glorifying to God, but more on the aspect of receiving that blessing. So this person might, that blessing, that blessing. Okay, so we, this person might walk, this person might walk through this, this call that God had taken them and stumble over things. You're supposed to stumble. Stumble over things and some, oh no, and they may never ever, they may never ever get to that blessing that God had for them because they were doing it out of disobedience. Okay, you two get up on the ground. Zach, still the person being blessed. You come on over here, Zach. Okay, now you guys, you guys are blessings over here too, so be excited. Woo. Ah. Blessings. Don't say anything. Blessings. Oh, okay, and everything. Okay, but there's other situations in our life when God calls us to do something, we want to be obedient to him. So we take that call, and as we walk this call, as we walk this, this thing that God wants us to do, we're obedient through, but it might become a little too tough. It might be not be going so much with what, you know, you feel like is your needs at this time. So you might see the blessing, but that's not your main goal. It's, it's so much to glorify God. But in the midst of, you know, pursuing this, you know, you might, you know, do the, you might see something else you would hear rather do, or maybe you're just going to kind of want to chill here and not really, uh, not really want to keep on pursuing this. And you lose sight of this blessing. And another is, here, sorry, I don't mean to push you. No, you come over here and you blessings, come on over here. And the last one that I feel like, like maybe creates the two is, is the idea of the blessings that are already present around us. So you guys come around here. You guys are blessings. You're happy. Your blessings around Zach, okay? <laughs> Not too much. Dilly? Dilly. Um, you, you guys can be blessed. Your blessings are, be happy, John. And, and so you guys are happy. I mean, you guys are happy. Uh, you have these blessings in our life that are so present, that are around us, and they're so obvious. But we have a tendency in our walk. We, we say, God, why don't you bless us here? Why aren't you blessing me there? Why can't I go this way? And we get blinded, maybe from disobedience, sin in our life, but mainly on the fact that we expect blessings to be these amazing, big things. And we look past the amazing and the little blessings that are around us. Okay, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Give them a hand. As God kind of showed me this, um, I started to think, okay, where in the Bible is there a situation or are there people that have gone through this, who struggle with blessings like we do. And he kind of directed me, and I went back to Deuteronomy where he laid on my heart and showed me in devotion. I was like, okay, this is it. This is where God wants me to speak off. It's the idea of the Israelites. It's talking about, and, and that's why we're going to take a look at Deuteronomy 1, uh, 26 through 27. And this, we have to understand that this time, at the beginning of Deuteronomy, is where Moses is in front of the Israelites talking to him once again, expressing to him finding that this point is very important for them to realize and reflect on the things God has, has given them and has brought them to. And one area that I really uh, emphasized on was when God was telling them to go defeat the Amorites. And they were not willing to do it. They didn't want to do it. Because they, they weren't too sure. For one thing, they haven't trusted God throughout this whole journey. And so they weren't trusting him in this situation. And so they wanted, you wanted at least 12 guys to go and go check out the land, explore it, see if it's good. That's exactly what they did. And the guys came back with a report, and they said it was great. It's an amazing place. God has provided us with a great place. 
as he always has for them. But then they, they went on to say that the Amorites are strong. They're big. They have these huge cities. And that discouraged the Israelites. They, they thought, you know, how are we going to defeat these people? And they became angry at God. And that's when we, we look at 26, 27. It says, but you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us, out of the, he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Now when I read this, I was, I was taken back. I kept on fixating on the word hate. I go, how, it can't be possible that they actually meant the word hate, that God would actually hate them for all the things that he's already done. You know, I was just like, maybe, maybe he dislikes them, maybe he doesn't like them so much, maybe that's what they're thinking. But not, it, can't, it can't be literally hate. And I, as I read on and I thought, I kind of saw that, that maybe they kind of thought God hated them. Because in their act of disobedience, we see, we see how, uh, how God became angry. He became angry with them, and he, he started to turn what they were, gonna, they were pursuing after the, the, the promised land, and that he was going to send them into the desert. So as we look at Numbers, we look at Numbers 14, uh, 26 through 30, we see God uh, having this uh, conversation with Moses, which says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of, the, of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I have lived, declares the Lord, I will tell you the very things I heard you say. In this desert your bodies will fall, every one of you, 20 years old or more, who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. No one of you will enter the land, I swore, with uplifted hand to make your home except Caleb and Joshua. And this is what the Lord commanded. He commanded his people. He commanded Moses to go and tell his people. So that's exactly what Moses did. He went before the Israelites and he told them, you know, God's going to send you guys out to the desert where you are going to die because you have been disobedient to him. <laughs> and the Israelites were upset. They couldn't, they couldn't believe this. And with, and with the response to this, they, they, say, they, they say in Deuteronomy 41 through 42, it says, Then you replied, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight as the Lord our God commanded us. So every one of you would put on their weapons, thinking it easy to go up in, into the hill country. But the Lord said to me, Tell them, do not go up and fight, because I will not be with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. See, at this time, for one thing, they didn't want to spare their life. They realized how, how disobedient they were. They realized they had sinned against God. And I think they knew it even before that. Through the whole journey, they realized. This time, they were, they were reminded of that blessing that God was going to give. Oh, the promised land. Oh, we're going to have to, our lives are going to be spared now. Are, are going to be destroyed now. What are we going to do? And so they say, oh, we'll put on all this stuff. We'll be obedient to God. But the thing is, it was too late. The reasoning behind being obedient to God was to receive the blessing at this point. And that's where they're seeking out the blessings in the wrong areas. They weren't obedient to God. And with their obedient, they want disobedient, they wanted to fulfill the blessing that God was going to give them. And reading this, a story came to mind when I was, when I was a kid. It's kind of embarrassing to admit, but, you know, it's okay. Um, when I was a kid, I, I grew up with two older sisters. It was just us three. And I occasionally would go into my sister's room when they were playing Barbies and 
occasionally, and you don't want to join them in a time of Barbie playing. So, <laughs> occasionally, not always. And, um, and there's one of the specific times that I went in there. I remember this because it was, just, it was crazy. But um, I remember going in there, and so before I could even sit down on the floor with my sisters, they start yelling at me, Tommy, Tommy, don't, don't throw our Barbies around. Don't do this. And I was like, guys, you know, I, I promise I'm not... I, of course, I didn't talk like this, but guys, I promise I'm not, I'm not going to hurt them and all this other stuff. I just want to you know, play with you guys. So as time went on, you know, and it just became boring, you know. There's so much hairbrushing and walking the dog and playing house that you can do. So all of a sudden, I'm just like, here's a monster that comes over here, bites off their head and throws across the room. Oh, G.I. Joe, here he comes. He blows them all up, and I'm watching them across the room. And all of a sudden, in the midst of this, I have my sister's arms and hands all across me. They're, they're hitting me, yelling at me, Tommy, get out of here, Mommy, come on, and all this other stuff. So I, I book it out of there. I'm out of there, and so I'm screaming out of, the, out of the room, just laughing my head off, you know, enjoying this time that I had. Um, I don't know why they weren't enjoying it, but I started running around the, the house. And all of a sudden, you know, they're running after me and stuff, and then I get stopped in my footprints. And there before me is mom. And I thought to myself, oh, no, you know, I've done this before. Um, <laughs> and she, she retells me what I promised her. That I would not, I, you know, I wouldn't hurt the Barbies, and I would just play with them. And I told her, you know, I'm sorry, I'll go apologize to him. She said, now, Tommy, Tommy, uh, you need to be punished. That time I was like, no way. And so I, I just booked it out of there. I start running around the house, my mom chasing after me, you know, small and stuff, so I could run anywhere and everywhere. And so I'm running all around the house, and all of a sudden, we're running around a, a coffee table. And she's, my mom's just coming after me. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, doom day is so near. You know, I, I, you know, I'm screaming, mom, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. And, you know, I just know there's no return now. You know, I could have experienced, I could have just enjoyed the bliss of combing hair with my sisters. But instead, I wanted the raptors and G.I. Joe to come in and tear them up. But it was too late for me to be obedient and to, to enjoy that blessing, that time with my sisters. And I, if you I'll call it a blessing. Uh, and I just, I just find that, you know, it's just so easy to relate. You know, it's not, we can't be so quick to, you know, point our fingers at the Israelites. How dare you? Look at all the blessings God's given you. Why would you do them so wrong to say, oh, I'm going to do this because I want your blessing? Because I see in our own lives, there's time that God's calls us. Just like we had the illustration up here. There's time God calls us to do something. And, and when we, we do it, you know, it might not be exactly what we want to do at the time. But, you know, mm, if you're not so intriguing, is that God might bless us. We have this idea that he's going to fulfill us somehow as long as we carry out what he wants us to do. And so we go into situations. We go into trying to fulfill what God wants from us, desiring to receive the blessing more than desiring to worship him. And I also, you know, I thought about this. I was just like, you know, the Israelites, what brought them to this point? What brought them to this point that they just came so disobedient to God? And I, I thought back all the way back to Egypt, when God took them out of Egypt. And when he told them, I have a promise. The promised land is prepared for you. And I possess this land for you. And in that, at the beginning, there was their sight. That they were going to be obedient to God. And the blessing was at the end. But as time went on, it became too hard. But the reason it was hard is because they were sinning. They were going against them. They were going against God. But it became too hard. It was not exactly in the path that they wanted to take. They wanted the big blessing now. 
They didn't want to have to go through this to get to that. So they started to do their own thing, going against God, becoming disobedient, and losing sight of that blessing. By the time it was too late and there was no return. <coughs> and like I said with the illustration, this last point, I think really takes control in what's developed and what created these two ideas of what keep us from our blessings from God. And that is the presence, the blessings that were already around the Israelites. And I thought again to myself, to this point, they have become disobedient. And it goes all the way back to Egypt again. For one thing, they were chosen by God. They were God's chosen people. What an amazing blessing that is in itself. But they were, not, they were so fixated on their own desires that they couldn't even see that blessing. And another reason, I mean, they took, God took them out of Egypt, out of corruption, out of slavery. What a blessing that is. And he kept them with his, their family and their friends. What a blessing that is. And nation after nation, they defeated what a blessing that was to constantly be in the presence of God and knowing that he is there guiding you. What a blessing that was. But see, the Israelites were not aware. They were too fixated on their own desires. They wanted it now. If God was going to give it to them now, they wanted it now. They did not want to go through this hard time. And this tainted them from seeing the glory of God already in this, their presence, of the many blessings already surrounding them. And a quote came up to me by Patrice Gifford. It is always wise to stop wishing for things long enough to enjoy the fragrance of those now flowering. Now, I know that kind of sounds, some of you guys are like, dude, Stan, you could have found a better quote than that. It sounds kind of flowery. It does say flowering, but anyways. But I, I thought it just really hit home. It is always wise to stop wishing for things long enough to enjoy the fragrance of those not flowering. See, that's all that the Israelites had to do is stop, look, and see, God is blessing us. Look, we have our family. We have our friends. He keeps on providing. Stop and look. I find it to be so relevant within our own life. So we can relate to them so much. Yeah, we don't have the same situations and everything, but to stand there in our walks, we desire, God, why aren't you blessing me here? Bless me there. God, I want this huge blessing. For some reason, we have this idea that blessings are this, these treasures here on earth or these big things, but they're not. We have to stop, and we have to look at the blessings around us. And I started thinking, I was like, God, so what, what does this mean? What does it mean? What these blessings around, what are these blessings? I was just thinking to myself, I don't even know what kind of these blessings are. He said, well, Tom, it's these blessings. It's this, it's this university that is before you. Yeah, some of you guys don't like being here, and maybe you guys feel like you guys are pressured to be here or whatever, but it's still a blessing from God. These buildings are a blessing from God. The teachers are within these buildings are a blessing from God and the knowledge that they have. The class that you are going to after this or already have been, what a blessing that is. What a blessing it is to be with your students right now, to be hand in hand with them, to look at them and know that they are a blessing. So, Tom, those are the kind of blessings in our life that we are unaware of. 
and that keep us from seeing other blessings in our life. I thought to myself, well, so what, what does that mean? What, how do we start seeing these blessings? I guess, I guess it's when we get in the classroom, maybe we'll, you know, look around and like, hey, you're a blessing, you know, and just kind of think that, but the guy's just like, no, it starts now. It starts when you're in here. And you see these amazing, amazing uh, instruments and how people can worship and lead worship with the abilities God has given them. What a blessing that is. What a blessing to be with our friends. What a great opportunity is to be here. And walking out of here and experiencing the birds, looking at the birds, looking at the trees, experiencing the air, be, being in this very presence. Well, I find to be even more amazing that God tells us what a blessing it is that you are alive I've given you the chance to know me intimately. What the ultimate blessing that is. So I ask you guys, and I, I, I keep on telling myself since, I, since I've been pursuing after this, that to, to step back. Step back and take a look at your life. Step back and take a look at the people around you. And really take in where God has brought you to. What situations at home you know, it just sounds unbelievable how maybe some of us could be here at college. What a blessing God has taken us to. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for your blessings. We don't even deserve them. But you give them to us because you love us. May we not see you as the Israelites saw you, as someone that hates us. We see you as a loving God. One who wants to, who wants to flourish, us, flourish with us with blessings. We would be taken back by who you are and the love that you are. Not just here, God, but when we leave, when we look into our classrooms, when we experience our friends, the time that we have, may we really rejoice and worship you because of the many blessings you have given us. So be with us, God, in your holy, precious name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Of our God and King.